0: We're the Huskot Ladies. Welcome to the Moonly Mamas Podcast. We're your hosts, Mandy Scott and Chelsea Hesher. We are learning to live in self-love, to build up people we love around us, and to embrace the things we love, like nature, crystals, and that big, bright moon in the sky. We'll listen in each episode as we talk about important topics to help with self-reflection and slowing down as we navigate this beautiful, busy world.
1: episode is about the evolution of relationships. Follow us on Instagram at Moonly Mamas to get in touch.
0: All right. Our tea blend today, well, we have no tea. You're
1: just trying to rub it in.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But it's also August, and it's also hard to get back into the swing of things. We have... That was the fun. We have taken a long sabbatical, and now it's time to get back on track. Sabbatical? Is that a weird word to use? Your face is funny. It 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 makes
1: makes me think of... Religion. What? <laughs> Is it not a religious word? Sabbatical? Yeah.
0: No, it's a leave of absence.
1: I feel like there's an origin story there.
0: Okay, well, now we have to look that up.
1: <laughs> Pausing for a fact. Did you find it?
0: Uh, it's coming from the Greek word. Uh, it's a rest or break from work. Ah, the Greek. An extended period of time intentionally spent on something that's not your routine job.
1: Okay.
0: Like I feel like that's not religious at all.
1: No. Okay.
0: I wonder what I wonder what about it makes it feel are they,
1: like Sabbath. <laughs> okay. Symbatical <laughs> 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 Sabbath. <laughs> I, 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 I see the connection. Okay, okay. All right. Alright. i am sorry. Continue. That's fine.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say hiatus, which would have taken us down an entirely <laughs> different maybe we would have thought of hyenas.
1: I they were like spies.
0: Spies? Hiatus and spies? Why?
1: Yeah, it's like what? Isn't that the word like um, heist? <laughs> That's not spies either. Those are thieves.
0: We could not play a word association game together. No. We do not think of the same things. <laughs> hiatus got you to heist? Yeah. And spies. I mean, heist different. and hiatus just sound yeah, similar, but we'll the think.
1: spies were like a an out from left field. <laughs> I was thinking right. like, you know, uh, um, not Super Eight. What's the new one? Um, Ocean's Eight. <laughs> <laughs> I get totally different. They're not Super 8 is like a paranormal <laughs> alien <laughs> movie <laughs> slash monster movie. It's a good one.
0: It is a good one. I feel like, I feel like if Super 8 hadn't come out, then Stranger Things would not be a thing.
1: I could see that.
0: Yeah. It was like paving the way.
1: Yeah. 80s and monsters.
0: Yeah. Cause I could not get enough of it. I wanted to watch it all the time. And then I was like, was oh, this is too scary to watch with my children around. Yeah. But I could watch like the first two seasons of Stranger Things and not scare the crap out of my kids. Cause like, yeah, it's just yucky Play-Doh. I know. The monsters. Yeah. Yucky Play-Doh. It's neck gross. Came, you're like, yeah, like never mind. I guess seen season four. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Would you like to read our daily affirmation today?
1: Sure. Today's affirmation is, I feel free to draw boundaries in my relationships. Mm, I feel that one.
0: Like you feel like you can? Or you feel like you do that? Or you feel like you need to hear it?
1: Um, More like... I feel like over the years I have had to do this more yeah. and like not anything like super specific it's just like kind of you were telling me earlier how relationships change over time and I feel like you as a person changes so you need to try to figure out who you are within that relationship and sometimes people think that when you're married you're one unit and it's either both of you or none of you you know what I mean like so. I feel like you have to make sure you stay your own person and you have to draw boundaries to be able to do that.
0: I do feel like maintaining your own personal identity is hard in any relationship, marriage or otherwise. Sometimes, like, like when I think back about, like, my friendships that I had in, like, middle school mm-hmm. and stuff, we were just, like, a little blob of a person, all of us together. Yeah. We weren't our own individual people, you know, and relationships and marriages can feel like that. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. You've got to maintain yourself. Put up some boundaries so you can maintain being yourself. That's something I don't know that every parent has done in the past. I feel like that's very – maintaining who we are as individuals is really important to the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. Because maybe we saw a lot of parents in the generation above us that lost themselves in being a parent.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like motherhood and – that's a whole nother thing yeah I mean there it it is so hard to keep yourself (laughs) without like losing it as soon as you have a kid because then you're a mom that's your identity yeah
0: but it's like slow because like you know when they're babies they can just like hang out with you and do whatever you're doing but Mm -hmm. then it's like slowly eventually they need their own little kid culture and then you are well, you totally lost to all your
1: friends, too, unless they're yep. having kids. Right. Then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If we had not had kids at the same time, we probably wouldn't have been as close. Yeah. Like, there were lots of other people that we were friends with at the same time when we got married and had kids. Oh, we were
1: not friends with any of the rest of them <laughs>
0: after we had kids. That's no. so crazy.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm glad I had kids, but I could totally see myself being that, like, cool Aunt Chelsea to your kids. <laughs> If I just would have waited a little bit, I wouldn't have been, like, the excitement of having kids. And I always think, like, maybe I wouldn't have ever had them.
0: Yeah. Well, I think – so, speaking of evolution of relationships, like, I think the evolution of the idea and standards of what you can do in a relationship have changed a lot. So, you can say freely – I mean, it should have always been able to say this, but I feel like it's more acceptable now. We know a lot of people now who say – right at the beginning of their marriage, like, hey, we are going into this and we will never have kids. That is what our intention is, to stay a couple and we enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And we, like you and I as friends, have supported those people. But like, it was hard for some of their families to hear it. And I know 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like, that had been so strange.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, but there's more and more people that are like, you know what, I see what parenting is, and I think that I would like to, you know, do other things. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, I think we, like, even though we grew up at this time, and there's more people that are doing that, we still were very much on the traditional track. Like, get married, have babies, that's yeah. what we're supposed to be doing. And there's it's
1: There's like, pressure. As soon as you hit, like, a certain age, you're like, ooh, I'm getting really old. What should I be doing with my life? And if you're not doing something that you feel like is important, you are like, you feel like you've let yourself down. You've let your family down because yeah. you haven't done – because the important thing is getting married and having kids.
0: Which is so weird because now that, like, I'm in my upper 30s and Brian's in his early 40s, I feel the same way but in the opposite direction. I feel like I'm running out of time to do important things in my life before I get to, like, retirement and yeah. stuff. And, like, I only have so many years where I'm going to feel really great and, like – I have energy and I, I don't know. I think there's a weirdness happening to me right now. That is like looking out into my forties and like my doctor recently was like, yeah, all this stuff starts coming up when you're in your forties. I'm like,
1: oh my oh God, my God. <laughs> yeah, it feels <laughs> a little bit
0: like that. It's like, the end of my life is near and it's like, it's really not.
1: It's really where midlife not. midlife crisis has come from. <laughs>
0: Seriously. I mean, but I think, was it always around this time? Was it around this age? Because I feel like. I don't remember people talking about their thirties. When I was a kid, I don't remember people talking about their thirties as like an exciting thing. But when I went into my thirties, I was so excited. I was like, thirties,
1: 30, and Thriving.
0: Yeah. It was that movie that did it.
1: <laughs> I think everybody got excited about the thirties yeah. after Jennifer Garner.
0: <laughs> 13 going on 30,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's, I mean, a pop culture definitely does influence people.
1: Oh yeah, all the time. People.
0: So, I mean, that could be it.
1: I think we need to maybe start watching more movies about middle-aged women and then we'll get more excited about life.
0: I want to read two more stuff,
1: young people. <laughs> I
0: have a hard time finding books.
1: Like I want to reread Akatar. Mhm. Well,
0: reread from where I stopped. Yeah, like but not reread from there, but like go back to the beginning and then see if I want to keep going. Mhm. And but I was like, but isn't that just like another like 18-year-old girl?" Cuz like the book series that I just finished right now, which was um it doesn't have a name. Like that. But it was called, um, Mm. Anatomy was the first book. Second one was Immortality. So I just, so good. And I feel like you would really like it being in a medical field. Like, it would be really interesting to you. Especially since they talk about dental stuff really early on. Um, That'd be cool. But I was reading that and, like, (sighs) I lost my train of thought. That's okay. (laughs) Why did
1: I bring that up? Because... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at this You also. really are. I go from one topic to I another. I I'm know. I'm tracking, and I,
0: I, I lost <laughs> track. Um, Dude. beginning. Oh, because she was like an 18-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. Actually, she was a right. 16-year-old girl. And it was just like, okay, you know, I can keep reading stories about girls that are going off into life, and that's fine. But, like, I'm 37. I really want to read something more similar to my age. But that's hard to find. Like, a good book about a middle-aged woman. I think that's why I liked Eleanor Elephant. Or Ele- Ele- Elephant. Eleanor Elephant. Eleanor Elephant. is is fine or mm-hmm. something. Or I think that's what called. Yeah. That was such a good book. But it was, like, definitely not a 19-year-old girl. That's nice. Now, I feel like she was, like, 25 or 28 or something.
1: But that's close. That's yeah. closer
0: than I've, you know, been before. And the book I'm reading right now, I think, is about generations. Because mm-hmm. it started out as this young girl who was, like, well, she was 25. To start. And then she had a situation where she started a family. And then um now it's telling the story from her daughter's point of view, sort of.
1: Okay.
0: So I kinda think it's gonna be that's cool. all throughout time. I I read synopsis of books like really quickly and then I start them and I kind of forget what I'm actually reading about. <laughs> so it's called Four Winds. It's really interesting. It's set during the Great Depression. Well one
1: of the time. We should do like a side podcast where we read books (laughs) and just do like a quick five minute like synopsis of these books for I say middle-aged women. We're like 30s. But still. (laughs) So we're like
0: looking for all the things that are not like
1: the... You the don't like your between t- vampire stories? Okay, we right. got you. Unless you do like vampires, then this one's got some smut in it. It's got a four-year-old so lady. Maybe getting we should it on. do that. Like
0: we were doing Oracle <laughs> Card of the Day, like those things, and we would just do like, hey, it's our mini book club minute, and oh then we God. just talk about that for like ten Please. minutes. That's a good idea. I love that. Jot that down somewhere.
1: Not right now because we're like recording. But right, we will. But
0: like, <laughs> let's not forget that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So back to relationships and expectations and evolving. Yeah. So. Evolution of relationships, when we talk about that, there's two ways to look at that. And we can kind of talk about whichever one you'd like or whichever one really hits home. But I feel like we already sort of talked about this part. Relationships evolve as you grow as a person. Yes. That's one way that relationships evolve. But it's also your expectations of those relationships. So, like, as you mature and change, your expectations for your relationship mature and change with you. And there was actually a study done. um,
1: I think those two go hand in hand.
0: What do you mean? What do you think?
1: Like as you change, as you grow older, so do your expectations. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have to, right? Right.
0: I don't know anybody who doesn't. Like me, me, my dad. Because <laughs> he just is a real, like, simple expectations are easy to meet, so he's he's pretty satisfied, pretty early on. Would
1: that be like a monotone human being? I don't
0: a monotone. <laughs> Mono something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Or like. He already reached like enlightenment. He's like past all of us because he doesn't expect <laughs> right. very much out of life. And he's like, hey, it's all good. It's fine. <laughs> and we're all like, what, what should I be eating for breakfast? Should I be Pinteresting this? Should I be Instagramming it or TikToking it? And he's not there at all. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's like happy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But there was a study done um, in the journal, and this is an interesting journal. I kind of want to get this journal. In the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences. <laughs>
1: That's okay. the name of
0: the journal, That's Personality and Individual Differences. I mean, I want to read that journal. Right. Like, what's that about? I'm, I know what it's about, but, like, what do what they have? in there? Right, yeah. Um, but they did a study, and they did um, people before they were in a relationship, people who had just started a relationship, and people who had been in a relationship for a long time to see how they scored their ideal match and how they scored their partner. Well, for the ones that had partners, not the single people.
1: Oh, to see... So like, this is your soulmate, but this is what you got? Kind <laughs> of. Okay. okay so, definitely. they had
0: to rank them on attractiveness, um, status and resources, vitality, their warmth and trustworthiness. So, all of those those ideas, they had to rank um, their ideal person, which was all groups, single, new relationship, or old relationship. Um, but then the ones who were in the relationship also had to rank on the same scale, how is their current partner. Okay. So... After six months, a lot of the single people had been in relationships, so they they asked them again, how how does your um, partner relate to your ideal person? And also, what is your ideal person? Well, in the people who were already in relationships, their ideal person and their person that they were with were ranked pretty similarly. Okay. But the single people had these ridiculous expectations of what a relationship (laughs) ideal, like, person or partner would be
1: uh-huh.
0: but then like six months later when they're in a relationship they're like nah <laughs> yeah. it would probably be like super low key like this person that I'm currently dating so like their expectations like dropped as soon as they got into a relationship it's they're not like real oh,
1: it's like wanting it's your fantasy book man compared to like right. real life
0: <laughs> and we did that on an episode once before where we were mm-hmm. talking about like unrealistic and unhealthy or toxic expectations
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so that's I don't know
1: doesn't hurt to dream. No,
0: it doesn't. <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's good to be aware of and, mm-hmm. and knowing that your relationships are going to evolve. And if somebody isn't evolving with you, like, to I don't know, look into that. Like, oh yeah, take count of the feelings and like what's going on. Yeah. If you feel like one person isn't evolving with you, but then there's also when you're talking about relationship relationships evolving over time our norms and expectations of relationships have changed, like, drastically. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, as late as the, the 1970s, women did not have as many rights as women do today that were married. So when they were married, they were not able to hold their own bank account. Or, like, before that, they couldn't have their own property or anything without uh, their husband's consent or without... I, like if their husband died, they might even lose um, custody of their children.
1: Which say, would explain you why you've heard so many
0: women like marrying like their, their husband's brother
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: kind of thing. Oh, like yeah. if you're gonna fricking lose your kids and stuff or your property and your money and all these things, like
1: mm-hmm. okay,
0: I see why that was happening. It's just it's a lot to think about that that so many things have changed. But that brings me to the point that I I really want to dig into more today is how women's roles and rights have changed. And our ideas for ourselves and being a relationship, which I feel like kind of almost like mingles the two ideas, like how I'm evolving as a person, but also how the expectations of women have evolved and also my expectations of my partner. And in my case, I'm a woman with a male partner and my expectations of my male partner is really high, higher now than I think even when I got into my relationship at the beginning. Yeah. Like I know what gaslighting is. I didn't know what that was when I first got married. Yeah. So I think it's creating a really interesting time to be in a relationship. This is kind of like cancel culture, you yeah. know? It's like that. It's like everything has gotten really specific and really intentional. And it means there's a lot of room for error.
1: Part of it, like, I, I love the idea that women can feel like they can speak their minds more because that is nice. But I definitely see, like, the opposite side of it where... Maybe it's just me. I doubt it. But uh, where I feel like I almost get kind of mean with it, though, because I'm like, no, I want to speak my mind and I'm right. And you can't say all these things. I don't have like a specific example. Mm, Like overkill. it's, yeah, I overkill it a little bit. And like, he feels like he can't get a word in Edgewise because I'm just mm-hmm. like. Because, like, oh, women power. Yeah. Woman yeah. In power. And then and apparently like, the
0: Barbie movie and whatever that has to do with
1: it. <laughs> oh.
0: I've heard so many good things about it.
1: I'll get in that in just a okay, second. Okay. But uh, you can go too far with it. Like, you, there's a good thing about like having the equality relationship and listening to both sides. Like, right. just because of women power doesn't mean that you can walk all over them either like they need to be able to have their say in things
0: and I do feel like there's like there almost needs to be like a learning curve taken into consideration like if we have such high expectations that have changed about our male counterparts in you know a heterosexual relationship like things have changed so quickly and my expectations have gone up so much about what I want my husband to do or what I hope he wants for me um, and us like I can't expect it all to change when that's not how he grew up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Although he grew up, my husband specifically grew up in a pretty supportive household. His dad really supported his and, like, spoke about his mom, like, doing so much good in their relationship. And, like, he just, he came from a very healthy, loving home where they talked about that a lot. And it was for a unique situation because his dad was in a wheelchair and his mom started as his caretaker. And, like, that's such an interesting dynamic that someone who was a caretaker would marry the person that they were taking care of. But I think he had such, from everything I understand and from seeing Brian, I think he had such, like, charm that he, like, not like he tricked her or anything, but, like, he charmed her and, like, and supported her and, and showered her with gifts and, like words of, of love and everything and supported her. So even though his physical abilities may have been limited, um, he was fully present and, you know, fully supportive right. of everything that she was doing and and trying to support her in every way that he That's could. That's
1: what's important in a relationship. Yeah. You have to have the support of your partner. They can't just but I feel like do ex- what needs to be done and yeah. then... You know, The expectations
0: out. have changed a lot. And I think I, it probably came from a breaking point because women entering the workforce didn't have a change in role at home for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, my mom, she had the idea that she was going to be a stay at home mom. That was what she hoped for when she got married to my dad. And when it became pretty apparent that they were going to both have to work, the expectation of her doing more of the cleaning and the child rearing and taking care of the children did not go away. So, mm-hmm. suddenly, instead of being a stay at home mom, she was a full time mom and a full time employee somewhere else. Like, that was a lot. Do you
1: think it's because makes it easier on the man? Because it's like, don't worry, honey, I'm going to go to work, but I'll still take care of the kids. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to be able to do this and do this at the same time. I'll be fine. I can go to work. <laughs> like,
0: I don't think that's how it started. I think it's it started at like, I don't know. I I wasn't
1: like you know, when you want something, you try to make it better for the other person so that you can still get your way.
0: What way was she getting?
1: She was getting like,
0: just to have kids.
1: Yeah, not necessarily like your mom, but I'm saying like women just going to work in general.
0: Oh, okay. So what are you saying about women's like narrative about what they're doing?
1: I'm saying that I think women. In my eye, it feels like they would have tried to make it seem like they did get overworked because, I don't maybe it's just just how I would do it, I guess, in my yeah. eyes. I think I try to make it okay I if I want something. I think it was just something. the
0: expectation. The expectation was, like, you take care of the kids, you do the cooking, you do the cleaning, but also you're going to go to work. And it's like that, that, that model doesn't work.
1: Like, you still have to do this if you want to do this. It doesn't yeah.
0: cancel it out. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't split the load of, like, the second shift when you get home. Right. Because I remember that's that what being women like wanted.
1: Men didn't want anything to change.
0: What do you, oh, you mean women wanted more they support wanted, at home? Yeah. And it wasn't changing? They wanted changing. to
1: go to work. They – I feel like men are like, okay, then you go to work. Like, nothing else is changing. You're still going to be doing all the things at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's probably true of everything that changed in someone's favor – the change happened but it was like okay you got the change Mm -hmm. um so shut up and deal with it because you got what you wanted exactly I feel like that that story has been reflected throughout history like in lots of different ways like I mean I'm thinking like civil rights and like I mean even just recently with with things about um gay marriage and everything like you well you've got that but like you can't order a cake for me because I am refusing service to you and things I don't know like you know what I mean like that narrative i think is true and probably goes throughout history of you've made a gain you have more rights you have more access to things mm-hmm. and now it's not as fair ooh do you, are you sure you like this this is you know this is your bed now you got to sleep in it you know like that's too bad so sad and it's like just now we're catching up with hey i saw how hard it was for the generation above me the moms who were working jobs and then coming home and working more i don't want that life for myself so like in our, our household we get home and my husband cooks and he also puts them to bed <laughs> like i don't really know what i do in the evenings other than support them somehow i've gotten into the, I mean, do the, the morning stuff, so it Seems pretty
1: easy. i do <laughs> but
0: not now not now because just today we woke up getting back into our routine today we woke up as a family well i also woke up earlier but then we woke up the kids as a family and, like, we ate breakfast as a family and everything because our schedules have never aligned like this before. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I might have to start sharing bedtime responsibilities <laughs> because if we're all going to, oh, like, wake up at the same time, there's no reason for me to go to bed before the kids are being put to bed and he stuff. He was
1: just telling me upstairs, and I was oh like, God. oh, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm just really tired. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because you have to do more today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I was kind of thinking that like,
1: I've had a lot of days like
0: that. I've had a lot of days where I literally bring the kids with me to work, drop them off, go to work all day with more kids, and then pick up the kids and then drive them home and then start the rest of the evening. And it's like, it is a lot. And he felt that today. He, mm-hmm. he definitely had that. He was like, I have Got them off and picked them up. I was like,
1: yeah, I really need you to
0: today. And then he cooked dinner for not just us, but your family too. And so then good. Boy Scouts right after this. <laughs> and I was like, that's
1: a lot. That is a full day. But I've had plenty of full days like that. I even ate his eggs. <laughs> what? I think the eggs upstairs are like leftover for him. And I was like, how'd you make these? Are oh. you going to eat these? <laughs> and he's like, no, if you're that hungry, you can eat them. like, okay, thanks. <laughs> he,
0: he will be so happy. Actually, oh, shoot. I didn't even think about... All the food that he might want. Because he didn't eat. That's right. There was since still he was pancakes resting. bacon. Left, there are. And I put them in the fridge and they're safe and everything. But
1: <laughs> I didn't think
0: about that. You ate his eggs, his serving. They're
1: so good. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll love
0: that you loved it. Because he'll feel good. good that you loved it. He won't even care that he didn't get any. Okay,
1: cool.
0: It'll be fine. They're he'll blessed. probably make himself grilled cheese though. or something else. <laughs> he's he's the king of that. He'll make a big dinner and then he'll be like, I'm not hungry. And then he'll like come back an hour or two later and be like, I'm making grilled cheese and macaroni and cheese and something else. You're like,
1: there was already a whole meal, (laughs) and you missed it, and then you're going to make something else? It's a good thing that man doesn't get constipated. (laughs) I know. He (laughs) definitely is
0: not. I know. I said a lot of cheesy things. He doesn't always do that. (laughs) But, yeah, I know that sometimes. He used to eat, like, grilled cheese every night, every single (laughs) night. I would come down in the next morning, and there would be, like, the American cheese package. Yeah, wrapper on my (laughs) counter. I'd be like, damn it. And there would be like crumbs and butter on the counter because my husband's so weird. He does not put down a napkin. Or a plate or anything, he slaps two pieces of bread directly on the counter. That's
1: clean counters.
0: Nope.
1: Oh. <laughs> like, no cleaner than
0: anybody else's. Like, I would like <laughs> to say they're immaculate, but they're not right now because you know we're in the thick of it. We're in the middle of life, yeah, so I like I have, have
1: a plate or a paper towel. Someday. Always.
0: I always get a paper towel if I don't feel like I want to get out a plate. I always get out a paper towel yeah. and I do everything on the bread paper towel. Bread has so
1: many crevices in it. Seriously. Imagine what's all in your Seriously. bread now. I know. Also I don't eat the stuff when he makes. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's <laughs> my paper towel for
0: mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> all right, talk to me about Barbie. How did Barbie <laughs> help us with our evolution of, our, I don't know, women power or relationships? I hadn't seen it. So don't um, don't totally spoil the whole plot, but like in general, the feelings of the movie.
1: So before going into it, I was thinking it was all about like feminism and like everything with that. And I really didn't know what to expect from it, especially, like, with Ken, because I knew it was about, like, Ken and Barbie and okay. um, and Ryan Gosling. And so, basically, they have to go to the real world because suddenly um, Barbie starts to have uh, thoughts of, like, existential dread. And everybody's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Barbie? And then, you know, <laughs> Kate McKinnon comes in as, like, weird Barbie. <laughs> And she would be a weird Barbie. Yeah, she's like, you got to go to the real world and save everybody. You got to, like, figure out what's wrong with you. And she, apparently, so the real world, there's actual, like, little girls playing with Barbies. And they're, like, the Barbies that are in the Barbie world. And Will Ferrell's in it, too. And he's, like, yeah, head remember, of I've Mattel. seen that. And, yeah. And so she goes here and, like, Ken sneaks into her car and... He starts seeing Okay, how, so I said, "Don't
0: tell us the whole plot." I'm telling of the movie. you just how
1: it starts. <laughs> okay. Um, and so basically, you know, in Barbie World, Barbie's ruled world, it's about it's a woman's world and like there's Barbie okay. presidents barbies can do anything they right. can have any profession and as soon as Ken gets to the real world he starts seeing all these men in charge and he's like and you can see that he no- notices it how he is getting more attention here from the women women are saying excuse me and like treating him nicer than they did in the Barbie world they weren't oh. mean to him they just didn't give him as, him as much attention as the right. Barbie right right because Ken so, is Barbie's
0: accessory. Yes. He's not it's Barbie the star and of the story. Right. And the star so, of the
1: show. Uh, He starts, like, going to libraries and stuff, and he's like, I want to take the patri- patriarchy back to Barbie World. <laughs> oh, God. And that's what he does. <laughs> oh, no. And so she gets back to Barbie World, like, I'm not going to tell you everything, but, like, she gets back there, and she's, like, notices, like, all the changes happening, and then they have to, like, figure that out, and... It's, it's pretty good because it's about, like, it's finding yourself, but also noticing how it's good to have equality in gender, too, and...
0: So, like, it's skewed in both universes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, okay. like, it's too much woman power in Barbie world, and mm-hmm. it's too much patriarchy in ours. <laughs> yeah.
0: I watched a TikTok the other day, and it was, like, I wonder if it was inspired by that. It, it didn't mention Barbie, but um, she was, like, what... What would the Bible have been? Because I I get a lot of atheists. The one you sent feed. me.
1: Oh, did I you send sent to it, you? it to you? Okay, yeah. So I watched help, it. Help me
0: remember it. Because it was like, oh God, what no. would the world be like if the Bible was based on women instead like, of men? Yeah, instead of patriarchy, patriarchy, but more of a matriarchal. So, so look. how she started it was out, like, I
1: kind of liked it. It was like, yeah, Adam
0: and Eve. If Adam did something, she would have like. <laughs> Kicked him out, or I don't know what she kicked said. Kicked him
1: out of the garden, I don't know. Yeah. Something. and then she's talking about how, like, the calendar year would be a circle, like a wheel, right. and like, on, I don't
0: know, on women's like cycles oh, and yes, things like cycle. that. Oh, yes, cycle, yeah, everything would be about like the 28 day cycles. cycle since that's what our bodies are, yeah. Of. But it was also like how men would be put down for their,
1: right. I their
0: masculinity sad, like, and all this and that because women had been put down for their feminine mm-hmm. or feminine qualities, exactly for their body parts, for their for their mannerisms, for everything that we, that we are, that the feminine, I guess, gender encompasses. But like, um, all of that, we have, we have seen that forever, you know, that Mm -hmm. like women can't hold a bank account or gosh, when, uh, when we were kids, pregnant women couldn't get divorced. Because they were viewed right. as like, well, it's hormones, so you can't get divorced until you're not pregnant anymore. I
1: mean, husbands could R-word their wives because they are their property, essentially. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. A lot of messed up stuff.
0: So, But like, I mean, all of that, what if it had been reversed? And it was, it was the whole TikTok was just about how ridiculous it all is. Right. And how really, in the real world of women are treated this way and have been treated this way throughout history, how awful it is and how like i don't, i still have struggles with like like the slut shaming thing like there's still this very conservative voice in my brain that is like don't show too much leg like don't don't wear a tank top around your grandpa and, like there was, there was some other thing that i saw and it was like um don't wear a tank top cuz there are men in the house what kind of men are in the house you know like right. why are you having to protect yourself from your family members
1: I saw a quote the other day that it was like this guy talking to a girl and he's like, "But how would women be protected without men?" And then she was like, "What would they need to protect us from if there were no men in the world?"
0: Yeah. Not a lot. You're really just walking around like a scared a
1: mm-hmm. scared
0: being as a feminine person in yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's
1: Yeah, that's another thing. Barbie gets into the real world and she's like wearing normal Barbie clothes and all these men keep looking at her. She's like, why do I feel so weird right now? <laughs>
0: yeah, because it's not what she's wearing; it's the mm-hmm. it's how it's interpreted. But that's exactly what that TikTok was talking about—about about how ridiculous that all is, and how we've just seen it as normal. And like again, like that little voice in the back of my head that is like, you know, cover up more, or like if my dad's coming over, like I, I got to put on longer pants, or like I have to put a shirt on over my tank top. I can't, I I can't do it. I can't even hardly walk in a public with just a tank top on i I can't Mm -hmm. do it there is something in me that is just like it's beaded into me for so many years that we're like
1: our bodies are sex objects yeah yeah that's what they are
0: yeah and i mean you and i have had unfortunate discussions because of my like fear of all of that and i feel so bad that i've ever put any of that on you or talked to you about that like Thank goodness, again, that my husband can help me through these things because he's always very neutral and he's always very, like, it's just a body. Like, nobody has to make it a big deal. Nobody it's has to see it a certain the woman's way. It's
1: not fault for yeah. having a body. That's no. Her body.
0: Right. It's just, I mean, it's like we're fighting a narrative that at least has been around since I feel like the beginning of American, like, culture. Like, United States American culture. But, like, I don't know. Because, like, was it like that in the Renaissance? Because, like, the Renaissance was, like, a real awakening, right? You see
1: boobs everywhere in those paintings. I know, (laughs) I know.
0: And there's, yeah, there's lots of, like, appreciation for the female form. But does that really mean the same thing as accepting it and seeing it as just a body? Or is that, like... I don't know. I'd want to look into that more.
1: Yeah. I mean, dicks were all on display too in those pictures. So. I think it was just arrows naked all the time. <laughs>
0: Is that just because they were like learning anatomy? And so, like, the science of learning about the body was going into the arts? I don't know. I think that was how that was all connected. Wasn't like science and art very connected like that? Like, like, um, Da Vinci was an artist, but also a scientist because he inspected and, and cri- mm. like critiqued things so he could understand it and draw it properly. And so it was like, the worlds were merging together. I don't know. That'd be an interesting time to yeah to research more about or read some historical fiction about because I learn a lot through that. Right? Yeah, and just pray it's all you know. I love God, not fiction. pray. Oh, God, God has yeah. been God too. It's so ridiculous living in the Midwest.
1: Get that Christianity out of your mouth. Help it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So relationships evolve. We have all been evolving check out your relationships and see if you've got good boundaries and if you can evolve and are
1: there balances where right. they should be yes. yeah
0: Find i need them. to watch this barbie movie now okay tarot card of the day which deck do you want to oh, use oh
1: shit i didn't even get it yeah, out it's gonna be happening i'm just gonna pick one is this okay tarot or is this oracle tarot okay
0: well, well tarot is oracle <laughs> no it's
1: not yeah they're, they're different
0: it's an oracle it's a type of oracle it's just one category of oracle card what
1: yeah. Oh my God, these are so pretty. Oh, oh shit. I, well, I that. Ready? Okay. I'm just picking one. Ta-da-da! Oh, justice. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's actually about it's like, balance.
0: Right, sign up, right? Mm-hmm. So shoot. Oh, wow. 11. I flipped to it immediately. This is creepy. weird. Okay. <laughs> so the keywords are rectification, Okay. <laughs> decision, finding balance, and legal hey. matters. These are all types we just discussed weird it's so bonkers okay um let's see i'm not going to describe it to you today but the upright justice card 11 tells you to look at your inner self for guidance don't rely solely on human advisors deliberate calmly sorry deliberate calmly and carefully weigh all the factors before taking action or reaching a decision Okay. So it's like slowing down and reflecting. That's not really what we were talking about, but that's always a good sound advice.
1: So what I've done in the past is my husband and I, we've written out like what each of our responsibilities are in the house. And then we see who has more, who has less, and is it, balance, is it equal? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't feel equal, then try to divvy Change it out it. some. I
0: know somebody else that I work with that said that that worked really, really well for her. I cannot seem to make that happen. I feel like every time I start to do it, it feels angry and, like, I mean, is it
1: truthful, though?
0: I don't know, but I can't get my husband to participate,
1: so it doesn't really matter. Well, then you make the list and be like, so here's what I noticed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I've now put this on your list. He's better at seeing it. He's better at seeing it.
1: (laughs) So he might like a list.
0: No, I mean, he observes it. He notices when I'm overwhelmed and everything. He notices and he helps out. When he sees these things and he, like, changes things. That's why, like, he took over bedtime because it just worked out better. Okay. And then he took he took over cooking because it just worked out better. I like I I to mean, that works more. for you guys, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, different. it works until we hit it a wall doesn't. and I'm like, ah. Or, like, today when he's, like, I'm really exhausted from all the things. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there lots of days, like, all of last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, but that's... That's again that's like rubbing it in his face. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not really me listening to him. I'm it's not about
1: balance anymore. You're trying to like revenge.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. So do you want to read for money, job, or love? I feel like love. Love. Yeah. So in a reading about love, this card advises you to seek balance and fairness in a relationship. Very much. Very much (laughs) what
1: we're talking about.
0: One of you may need to adjust your behavior to create a more equitable situation. Sometimes justice indicates a contractual agreement or legal arrangement. Such as marriage.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Spot on. Oh, yeah. I love it.
0: Is it is it just because every card can be interpreted to every conversation? Well, is like, that what is it really is. Spot on, though.
1: That what? But we've had lots of them like that where we pull the
0: card and we're like, "Damn, wow. this is exactly what we were talking about."
1: That's why tarot's I good. It's like because you can, whatever the card is, it you put it into your life, yeah, and it fits. Yeah, it helps you helps you focus in on things.
0: I miss doing tarot cards. I feel like I got really into it, and then I stopped, and then I've been fighting some religious forces in my life lately. <laughs> and all? I miss, I miss <laughs> doing this, where this was kind of just like a thing that I learned to do that I enjoy doing, that I'm no longer scared of. Remember when you first started? Like, oh god, I feel like it was you when I was pregnant with Triton. You're pregnant. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let you do a reading on me, or like you got your palm read, Remember when I was mm-hmm. pregnant with Triton? And I was so terrified that she was going to be like, the baby's going to die or something. (laughs) So I was like putting a shield, a mental shield around myself that entire time because I was so scared. Yeah. And I was like, why, why was I scared? But it's like the same reason why I was scared to like when we first had our oldest, Um, I was telling Bryant how we were not religious, but like, should we at least bring him to Sunday school or something? Cause like we had that and we're robbing him of even that. Isn't that weird? like, even though we don't believe in any of it, but like, shouldn't we do it because it was what always was done. And like, it was what helps kids, I guess. And I remember thinking that and being so scared that I was like going to break my child by not bringing him to church or something, even though I wasn't religious. I was still scared of that. That fear lived in me that long that years after I left the church, I feared my child's like salvation. And like, I don't know, life by not bringing him to church. And like, I can't believe I ever felt that way now because I'm so far removed from it that I can look at it completely as an outsider and be like, Mm -hmm. that's toxic. Yeah. That's awful. Nobody should do something out of fear of damnation.
1: Isn't that all Christianity is? (laughs) It's
0: a lot of religions. It's a lot of fear. A lot of religions are, yeah, based on fear and reward.
1: Yeah. 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 That's how I parent without the Christianity. Oh, God. <laughs> fear and reward. <laughs> uh, there was something I was reading about how, like, there are four things you should
0: never do as a parent. And one of them is, like, strike fear into your child's heart. Like, don't ever, like, cause them to fear because that's not a bad thing. They're just
1: afraid I'm going to take their toys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, beat my kids or right. anything. I threaten yeah. to beat them. But I don't ever do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh I'm gonna beat you kid and then I don't and then he punched me in the boob today and <gasps> oh, he beat you I know well he was I was playing so this is my last story of the day it's fine he was like he like laid down on me on the couch and then like pretend that I was, I was dying and I was like oh how are you gonna wake up the princess he's like you're not a princess and I'm like <laughs> alright how are you gonna wake up the queen he's like you're not a queen like <laughs> <laughs> What Damn. am I? He's like, you're a mom. I'm like, all right, i right. going to wake up the mom? He goes, I'm going to punch you in the boob. <laughs> I'm like, I woke up immediately. I'm like, all right, nope, you're not punching me in the boob. And then he goes, let's do it again. I was like, okay, but this is really cute, so I'm going to record it. So I went to record it, and he goes, all right, we're going to do it again. And he goes, I'm going to do it this time. He I'm said like, again. I know. I know. It. And then I'm like, okay, do it. And then he punched me in the boom. And I was like, dude, you just punched me in the tit. And he goes, tit? What's a tit? Ah, oh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, learned a new word today. I was like, if I ever hear you say tit, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> God. I have a video of it. I could show you in a second. <laughs> I can't wait to see this video. All right. Have a good day, you guys.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll see you. Well, we won't see you ever,
1: but you'll hear us <laughs> next time
0: <laughs> on Moonly Mamas. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>